The Raven Folly Institute presents is an actual play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons anthology podcast series blending horror, fantasy, and comedy. New episodes premiere every Tuesday wherever you get your podcasts. Find out more at ravenfollyinstitute.com. Characters in class, where we roll up D&D characters without prior planning or forethought. And it's been a minute. My name's Colin <laughs> Carlton, and who are you? I am Matt Fillion, and I'm stepping on your line, but I'm laughing because I watched the, like, I watched the light go out of your eyes as you tried to remember how this show starts right there. That was, it has been a minute indeed. Let's be real. The light was never in my eyes. It's just a dark, chasmous vessel that i okay i want upon him <laughs> I, I watched i watched the darkness yeah too, br- too bright <laughs> <laughs> the darkness got too bright <laughs> how you been uh, i i have been fine well i mean you know how i've been we have been in contact but the yeah, show has been... not been in contact uh currently 50 percent of my body is in a great deal of pain because i've taken up skateboarding with my child and it hurts when you fall why colin you're you're younger than i am <laughs> but you're at an age where i would not i mean i try, i tried to skateboard i i i fell too much as a kid and i'm not tall so i have a low center of gravity and like hitting the ground is not nearly as bad as it would be for a tall person i'm like you know what i'm okay with skateboarding that's something i can live without it it's fun it's great it's it's fun it's really great it's uh, a bonding thing the concrete is not great and the concrete hurts so that's how I am. But it's okay, because now we're in fantasy world where I can just, you know, take a nap for a little while and heal up half my body. And that's how things rest. work. God, yeah, if that only just... worked in real life. I need to take it, take an hour and you get most of your hit points back. You'll be fine. <laughs> but we are back oh my God. for a second season of our show. Our fall hiatus is over. Thanks everybody for coming back and subscribing and listening to us. We uh, have a lot of exciting things coming up. We have really cool guests that we're excited about. We have a lot of fun shows. We're going to do more discussions. Um, we are occasionally going to stream some very special episodes on Twitch, which is something we haven't done uh, yet. And we're going to start that by streaming on October 30th. And that will be a very cool creepy halloween episode you can find that on twitch.tv forward slash characters and class so that should be a lot of fun yeah especially because i am um i am a salem resident so halloween weekend i am bunkering down i don't leave the house that way you cannot leave by car in salem um true story a lot of the local businesses that you go to during the rest of the year will send out a, an email if you're a subscriber on November 1st saying, it's safe to come back, local Salemites. Please come have dinner at our restaurant. And then we go back downtown. Because sweet Christmas, the things that happen, it is just, it turns into drunk Disney World for, it's, it's, and it's 
doing that thing at Christmas, like you know, you, you find like holiday decorations in in October for for the for like people start showing up September first. It's already bad. I got stuck in traffic going to get my inspe- inspection sticker today, and it's we we're recording this in early October. Like, good, uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hide here and record characters in class on and on yeah. and stream it instead of going out into the the terror that is downtown and not terror because scary monsters terror because humans it's always because of humans humans are always the monster so make sure to catch us on that you can uh look at our website charactersinclass.com for what time we're gonna do that uh because we haven't talked about it yet (laughs) and (laughs) you can also look check us out at cn class podcast we'll have all the information we'll do we'll be so annoying about it that you won't be able to miss it I'm actually, um, I, I, I can't wait to do something Halloween-y. As, as much as I make fun of living in Salem and how bad it is, like, I am I am all about the spooky, so let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. But until then, we're going to roll up two characters tonight. Are you ready? I, You know, I was thinking last night that in our hiatus, I have not actually made any characters. Oh. And I actually kind of miss it. Like, I've got, because you know my habit of like i base a lot i'll I'll paint something and then be Uh like that's a character and i've been painting a lot and i haven't rolled anything up and so i've got a lot of i got some build up here i got some some like story and theory crafting in the back of my head that i haven't had any 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 outlet for for the past couple weeks you need to get juiced you need your brain juiced all game i am i am all up for it okay so all right let's roll some dice you want to go first yeah i'll go first and just so in case anybody forgot, we roll four d6 we drop the lowest and that's our stats okay we're going to do that for each one of our little ability scores and of course everything goes uh in terms of books and species and classes and everything so 11 okay oh okay I got three sixes. Nice. Yeah. You know, have we ever had an 18, a natural 18 on this show? I don't think we have. I've done it when uh, on TikTok when I've rolled up some dice, mm. but I don't think either of us have done it on the show. I don't think any, any of the guests have either. No, that's, again, we've rolled a lot of dice. That's actually, that shows how rare it is. We have not, yeah. we've never had a three or an 18. No. Until tonight. So let's see what you get next. Man, watch it'll be a three. <laughs> I just changed you. Thirteen. Thirteen. That is going to be a fifteen. Fifteen. Looking good. Oh wow. Uh seventeen. Jeez. Okay. So you you've rolled God. You got one more. That is going to be nine. Nine. Okay, that's a dump stat. You got one one negative, but yeah. So you got. Well, let me read them back to you because this is a this is a pretty good spread here. You got a nine and an eleven, and then it's all uphill from there with a thirteen, fifteen, seventeen, eighteen. Wow. That is one of those ones where you're grateful for the nine because that'll give you something to be bad at. But otherwise, that's a that's a pretty that's yeah, a pretty that's, tight character right there. That's something to think about. Mm-hmm. Okay, your All turn. Right. All right, I'm rolling my new. I've in the interim, I have bought more more dice 
and these are all Witcher dice. I've got Ooh, a Siri. I've got a Yaskier. I've got a um, a, a, Ger a Geralt himself, and then um, shoot. Oh, oh God! Or oh, you shouldn't Not have started naming Yennefer. them because now you're now you're screwed. <laughs> Not Yennefer, the other magician that he's friends with, with the red hair. Oh, I don't remember. Her we name. record so late at night. My bro okay, the hamster fell off the wheel. Yeah, it's gone. Get mad at me. Tell me in the comments. Dead. All right, here we go. Let's see how. Let's see if they betray me or don't. Uh, that is a fourteen. Okay. Sixteen. Okay. Uh, ten. Got it. Another fourteen. Okay. 11. Okay. I get one more, right? Yep, one more. Huh, uh, 16. Whoa. That is not bad. Okay, so all. you've got 10, 11, two 14s, two 16s. Jeez, okay. These are some interesting numbers tonight. Boy, these are some, you know, we're starting off strong. That means next episode we're going to get absolutely yep, just walloped with negative negative numbers. Sure are. Okay. Hmm. Um, see, the question is, since I've got that high peak with the 18, do I want to lean into somebody strong, intelligent, or flexible? That's a good question. You know, this is we've we've said this time and time again. You roll too well, and you've got too many options for this. Yeah. Um, now, see, normal. I do know one. Th what I'm, what I'm definitely going to do is not. I'm going to do any of the species that have the plus two plus one uh -huh. spread, because you always try to bump up something with that plus one from an odd number. I only rolled one odd number. I've got the eleven, so I'll I'll use yeah. that, and I don't really need to worry about with. Two 14s and two 16s. I'm doing pretty well everywhere else. Hmm. Maybe I will. You know, I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to do a species I haven't done. All right. Uh, I'm going to do a Minotaur. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So I'm going to lean in on the strength, I think. And what then... have I not done before? Oh, you know, I feel the need to do something really unusual. I'm always chicken to do a spellcaster when I can't bump up some of the um, uh, some of the right. stats a little bit because you know me, I don't I don't like to be squishy. Yep. No, you do um, not. I really don't. Like, I have a I have a phobia about squishiness, and I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a blade singer, wizard, astral elf. Oh, um, because like they need the pretty that. high. They need pretty high dexterity, and they need pretty high um, constitution. Okay. Um, and because to because with a blade singer, you might. I mean, you can play them one of two ways. You can play them sort of like a wizard with a sword, where you kind of hang back and cast fireball, or you can play the um 
taking their life in their own hands uh, with a D6 for hit points uh, kind of thing. And I'm going full in on this because I, I haven't, this is our first podcast since the Spelljammer set came out, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do, I've already got this whole planned out right here. It's going to be an astral elf. It's going to be a wizard, blade singer specialty. And I'm going to do the um, the background. There's a background, and I'll, when I get there, I'll get there. But I already know his background because they introduced the two um, the two spelljammer specific backgrounds. One is I'm gonna I'll find it when I get there, but one is like you 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 work the the spelljammer ships like your your space sailor, um, which gives space you sailor. which gives you the feat for tough to give you some extra hit points. So he's going to get, he's going to be a swashbuckling wizard space elf. And I'm going to lean into having decent, uh, I'm going to do, I'm going to max out, uh, well, I'm not going to max out. I'm going to put the, I'm going to put the highest stat into intelligence, of course. Yep. Um, and then put some of those good stats into decks and con to keep them alive. And then I'm going to give, I'm going to use those other stats to kind of build out the character stuff. But I'm, I have a full fledged character right now. This guy is, he's a, um, this is a flamboyant blade singing. He sings sea shanties when he casts spells as a blade singer, full on space elf astral sea sailor. And I have no idea what the hell I'm going to call him, but that's my concept right there. I'm diving headlong into this guy right here. I I love that. It's funny I that am... you went with something space jammers. I was this close to picking an auto gnome. I. First of all, a I someday am determined to watch you play an auto gnome. But second we'll of there. all, I I had a strong feeling towards the GIF for this one because I haven't made one before, and I was looking uh-huh. through the list. I'm like, Hippo Man is way more appealing than it really should be. Although, have you ever seen the video of the hippo chasing the boat? Yes, that is like that terrifying. Is, that like there's a biological reaction of like, this is what death feels like when you watch that video. Yeah. And I kind of want to lean into that for another character. Maybe that'll be next episode. I'm going to, I'm going to keep the gift, the gift in my back pocket, but for this one, this is going to be a swashbuckling blade singer. Um, I might even, cause we usually build level one, but I'm going to plan for level two. Cause I already know what his specialty is going to be. Okay. What do you, um, what do you, what are you thinking right now? So I have decided to go with a Minotaur Druid. So I'm actually not going to lean in on the strength like I had assumed I was going to picking a Minotaur. Mm-hmm. I'm going to dump that into uh, Wisdom. Wisdom's their spellcasting modifier, right? Oh, uh, For Druids? Yes, yeah. yeah. You can with a, with a Druid, you could get by with just a good... You've got some great numbers, but if you have high Wisdom on a Druid, you can get away with almost anything. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to put that 18 in Wisdom. Um, mm-hmm. oh absolutely yeah and then i think the i think the basis for this minotaur's story is i kind of want to make him the first minotaur so you know maybe you know you if anybody is following anything headcanon wise i mean first of all don't second mm-hmm. of all just pretend this is an alternate reality whatever you want to do but i'm thinking it would be fun if this minotaur was just a regular bull who got cursed by a wizard or something 
but the huh. curse was to be more human-like. So whatever huh. happened, like being a human was a curse. So they did that, and and him being more attuned to nature and coming straight from like that animal world, hmm. uh, he's going to be more druid because he's going to be more in touch with nature and things like that. And I realize that's not how minotaurs go. I understand that, but thinking it might be so, an interesting way to do it. It's funny because you. I would actually say, like, if I was on the DM side of things, like, real regular minotaurs might exist elsewhere in the world. But this guy, a, a in a magical setting, a man bull creature could come from multiple places. There's no reason why there couldn't be a separate yeah. origin story for him. 100%. Um, yeah, whatever, and, however you want to classify that. You yeah, know. like, and he could be either the original, well, this is where the... It, Actually, if I were building a homebrew world, having something like that be where Minotaur came from, because a lot of times, a lot of, I think, I forget what the official ruling is, but they, they started off as monsters before they were player characters, right. and they're tied to Baphomet, I think, one of the demon lords, if I'm remembering correctly. Listeners, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what he's tied to. Um, so there's this whole, like, demonic kind of thing going on there, but, like... Right. I never hew to the official stuff. So why not have him be like the first minotaur? And especially if you're um, a druid where there's the wild shape is involved and stuff too. Yes. Yeah. So that's, so that's what I'm thinking. Uh, Mm -hmm. Proficiencies for druid. I picked up survival. And if anybody's just now listening, I always take animal handling when I'm an animal species in this podcast for no particular reason at all. I just started doing it, and now it's a thing. So yeah, that's what I'm doing with this guy, and I kind of like that uh, because, I don't know, it's kind of a fun thing. I never Mm -hmm. do origin-type things or stories or anything like that. I'm not a big fan, but Mm -hmm. to have this be a character that went from something that you would naturally incline it to be uh, less intelligent isn't really what I want to say because I don't think that about animals, but not inclined to consciousness the way we perceive it to all of a sudden go into consciousness and have to deal with being bipedal and having uh, a higher level of thought process and having to do different things and having people look at you different. If you've ever changed your appearance or changed your demeanor and had the people around you treat you different that's kind of what this guy would have to go through Hmm. yeah you could really lean into the whole like stranger in a strange land kind of vibe for him too Uh uh-huh um so we have never built an astral elf on the show before because they knew yeah um the ability score because all of the newer ones have the you get to choose either three plus ones or plus two i'm going to do a plus two and a plus one and i'll get to that when we do ability scores um creature type is humanoid sizes medium or small speed is blocked but um they get um a thing called astral fire you know one of the following cantrips of your choice dancing light sacred flame or light um I'm going to choose 
I think I'm going to choose Sacred Flame because you can choose which which modifier. Unlike the old days where you get something like that and it has to be a, it's a cleric spell. It's it's a wisdom. Um, I think I'm going to pick. I don't know, Colin. What do you think? Is because elves can see in the dark anyway. So light and dancing light. Yeah. Okay, we'll go with Sacred Flame. It gives him it gives him another option. If you if you see something that need that um. Uh, they get dark vision just like every other elf. They get fey ancestry, so they've got that whole advantage on saving throws against the charm condition. Uh, keen senses, so you get perception uh, as a skill. The fun one, starlight step. As a bonus action, you can magically teleport 30 feet to an unoccupied space you can see. You can use this trade a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus and regain all expended slots on a long rest, which, if he ends up being a melee wizard, is pretty good for if he makes a bad life choice, he can starlight step out of his mistake 30 feet um, 30 feet yep does that count so, towards your movement uh no no it's a, you use your bonus action to move so and then you can then run so you could you could get 60 feet if you really wanted to actually oh wow. bonus that and you and you can also burn your action to run like if he really messes up he can go 90 feet um it's essentially misty step but with a new name yeah yeah that's what it sounds like but that's super cool yeah, and then they get um a thing called astral trance. Uh, you don't need to sleep. Magic can't put you to sleep. Uh, you can finish your long rest in four hours. That's the elf's thing. But um, yeah, and this is something that it looks like they're going to change in future in the one D and D uh update to the game, uh, where instead of having the typical stuff that elves come with, um, when you finish a trance, you can gain a proficiency in one skill and one weapon or tool of your of your choice. Um, you mystically, mystically acquire these proficiencies from the shield of shared of elven memory. Um, and you can change that all the time. What he's going to do is take the rapier. Um, although actually that you can take the rapier for now, that might change later because I think when he takes Blade Singer, he can pick his weapon of choice. Um uh rapier being better than uh a short sword on damage by a little bit um and then he's going to take uh stealth just because i think as a guy who's going to be running around on a ship maybe being able to duck for cover is going to be beneficial there so astral yeah. elves are kind of fun um that is kind of fun yeah and especially because you can change it so he'll he'll take the rapier for now at level one when he goes to level two and gets to pick his weapon of choice which every blade singer gets to choose a weapon that is their magic uh arcane focus essentially um i might change that and i don't know take navigators tools or something i don't know but for now he's going to take that so that he can start off with a weapon that he knows how to use navigator schools to navigate oh boy navigator schools navigator tools would make a lot of sense if you're on a starship right yeah although i might I, maybe i'll end up with that when i get to the I'm gonna see if I'm gonna see if I get that automatically when I take the background later on. But okay. um, anything fun from that you wanted to point out with uh with minutes? Yeah. Uh, so what I'm gonna do? So let's see. So with minotaurs, and I think at this point, probably if you're a familiar player, you're gonna know most of them. But I do love the fact that you have horns and. <laughs> that you have horns that you can use to make unarmed strikes when you hit with them the strike deals 1d6 plus your strength modifier piercing damage uh i i just think that's a lot of fun the fact that 
you have this sort of built-in weapon mm -hmm. at your disposal and you can basically charge somebody and ram them uh, with that in addition to whatever weapon you take in addition to unarmed strikes and things like that it's just kind of a fun little thing and then the labyrinth recall is cool too you always know direction which you always know which direction's north and you have advantage on any survival checks that you take so those are fun things and especially if i'm going to have him be a druid and if i'm going to have him be out in the wild and uh roaming through because i was kind of leaning towards and i feel like i do this a lot when i make a druid but i kind of lean towards the pacifist aspect of it yeah but i think that's probably because i associate nature with a more pacifistic almost uh uh almost like a tree beard and lord of the rings situation where you kind of choose to be a little less violent mm -hmm. by your own you know quote unquote nature so yeah. uh, i like those aspects of it i gave him druidcraft and thorn whip as a cantrip mm -hmm. and thunder wave as a spell because i love thunder wave but also it's it's a way of attacking but it's a way of not attacking viciously it's kind mm -hmm. of a get away from me uh spell so it's kind of into that huh. um so i ended up i haven't done spells yet i'll figure those out in a second but um wizards super squishy with a six a d6 for hit points i took um arcana and insight for his uh proficiencies um among the two skills that you get for as a as a wizard arcana just because while i'm making him a swashbuckler he is a wizard and i think he's going to be um this is not a dumb man so i think insight is actually a pretty good a pretty good uh secondary uh secondary option um god for well, and spell, what is a space elf besides a vulcan anyway you know I, you had to go there <laughs> <laughs> um so he gets three cantrips and um he'll have hmm okay five prepared spells i think that might be wrong um but i'll believe i believe D, &D beyond i thought i thought i thought just start with six but um wonder if they changed it no i actually i'm, I'm probably i might be doing the math wrong okay. um i am going to so he's already got a damage cantrip with uh with um uh the astral elf one the uh the, the the cleric spell there shoot i just said it five seconds ago but um i think i'm going to take cantrips that will lean in on what he's going to be doing uh there's always a quick a question if you're going to do a melee spellcaster whether you take booming blade or green flame blade um i don't know what do you what do you what would you what, what would you see a uh uh blade dancer doing booming blade or where you get you, you're doing some thunder damage or the green flame for like being flashy uh so have you thought about personality at all because flashy is a is a specific decision mm. whereas Actually, booming blade i mean i always really enjoy booming blade whenever i get to use it or whenever it's popped up but mm -hmm. If you're going for somebody who's a little bit more on the flare side, 
I would consider the other one. I think I'm going to do, I'm really going to lean in on this kind of vibe. He's going to take Booming Blade, not because it's less flashy, but because if he decides to make them chase him, because they take damage if they move. Oh, right. So he he's going to cast Booming Blade, hit them, Misty Step, or not Misty Step, Astral Step, uh, Starlight Step, as they call it on for this character. And then when they go to chase him, they're going to get hit with Booming Blade. Um with the, with the secondary effect there. So um, we rarely think about gaming mechanics in this podcast. But when you're thinking about fight mechanics, that is fucking awesome to imagine. So is Booming Blade, is that an action? Um, what it is, is you cast it, if I'm remembering correctly. And I can check in a second, but I'm, I'm pretty sure you cast it uh, as, as your action, you cast Booming Blade, and then you must make an attack with Booming Blade. So basically you cast it on your blade and then then hit someone with it. Okay, okay. But if that's all wrapped together, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so because you can bonus action to go 30 feet right in front of that person, Booming Blade, hit them, and then, well, or... Or I guess you could run up to him, mm-hmm. booming blade, smack him with whatever your thing is, and then astral portal your ass out. Right. Um, oh, they so don't really have me, any recourse. That makes me think of because I mean they could just stand there. They just it, the choice would be I'm not going to chase you because I don't want to take damage, or I chase you, I take damage. Um, I was going to take lightning lure where you create a lash of lightning that strikes one creature of your choice and it, within 15 feet, they must pass a strength saving throw or be pulled 10 feet in a straight line towards you and take lightning damage. Um, the, what, what kills me there actually, because hmm, I was going to say lightning lore, pull him close to you hit him with booming blade and then missy step away but you don't have enough actions for that so i'm actually not going to take take lightning lure because i'm going to use the hit and then run away idea instead of the instead of the other way around well, because uh, so if not you're squishy take... that's an amazing way to be a melee wizard yeah hit him and run yeah um i am tempted to i may reconsider this at higher levels but what i would lo- what i actually really enjoy about that is the um uh I think maybe I would switch lightning lore because I think later on you get more than one attack with, I think you might get, you might get an extra attack with, with blade uh-huh. singer. It's been a while since I've looked at it. If that's the case, I would see if the DM would let me swap out um, booming blade for lightning Lord. It's like, let me pull you and hit you a couple of times and then I'll miss you step away. But for now I'm going to just do booming blade. Oh um, man. I am going to, I realize I have the one attack attack cantrip. I always feel a little paranoid, especially early levels. For these guys, I'm thinking I'm going to take a firebolt or an ice, a ray of frost for him, um, just in case, so that because he's still only got a d6 of, of of hit points, so he's going to be a little yeah. iffy. Um, d6. Yeah. Do I do I do? Here's a question: Fire firebolt always old reliable. Ray of frost slows them by ten feet of movement, so if by chance you don't want them to chase in in the event you don't want them to come after you 
Ray of Frost might actually be beneficial. Uh, do you have access to magic missiles yet for that? Uh, that would be, I do have, I can do that. That's a, that's a level spell. That's a level one spell. I'm looking at cantrips right now. Oh, right, right, right. So I think, I think I'm gonna, you know, we're, we're winging it. It's early. I'm going to take Ray of Frost, reserve the right to change my mind. Yeah. Um, and then one more, um, he's, oh, or do I get rid of, I have, I have a cantrip ranged cantrip is he going to be a mage hand and a prestidigitation guy and drop the attack spell because he's going to be a bit of a dandy so he's going to want prestidigitation and mage hand is like always useful as a as a spellcaster yeah and he can use and he can use his elf spell for his ranged attack i'm going to do that i'm going to keep the range the ranged attack from that he gets from being an elf and do uh do mage hand because you always need mage hand. Yeah, and if you're gonna make him a dandy, you're gonna need to do that. Yeah. So he's got so he has three cantrips. He has four technically because he's got sacred flame as an astral elf. So that's a spell attack if he needs one. And then he's got um booming blade, prestidigitation of mage hand, and then he, he has five level one spells. Five? Yeah. Wow. Wizards, the only thing wizards have going for them is they get a lot of spells. That's the only thing they've got going for them at early level. Um, uh, find familiar, because I always take find familiar if I have the option. He's going to have like a ship's cat, maybe, or a ship's monkey, maybe. Oh. Or a, sh- or a rat. He's going to have something that is appropriate on a ship. Probably a cat, because you always have a cat on a ship to, to eat the rats that are eating your stuff um trying to think if there'd be like a fun space creature i'm gonna think it over so find familiar for sure this is where i've got to look up i've jumped i've jumped the gun of knowing he's going to be a blade singer because i'm pretty sure blade singers don't need mage armor i think you can i think they get light armor I'm going to check. You can look that because up. Because if he gets uh, if he gets if he gets light armor at level two, I'm not going to take mage armor. That's not necessary. While you're doing that, I'm just going to tell the people where I dropped my ability scores. Yeah, you do that while I'm looking this stuff up. I took a plus one on dexterity, constitution, and wisdom for my modifications, and with my actual rolls. I dropped my lowest in strength, so I went the opposite of what I'd originally thought. So that's a nine. 17 for dexterity, which became an 18. 15 for constitution, which became a 16. Intelligence is a 13 because I wanted him to be able to investigate and think about his new world that he's gone into. Wisdom is an 18 with a 19 total. And charisma is 11 because they're not really going to know how to socialize very well because... They, up until a certain point, were just a regular old bull. Mm-hmm. And social quorums are different for bulls than they are for humanoids. All right. So I, you do get at level two um, proficiency with light armor. So I'm going to, I'm going to take the risk of dying at level one. Skip mage armor because he's going to wear armor at level two. 
I don't think you would die at level one with this guy. He's too fast. He might actually make it out of there. So um, you could generally at level one wizards have six spells in their spell book and you, and you it's intelligence based. How many, you know, um, for uh, how many prepared spells. So the spells in his spell book, his six spells will be find familiar, which does come into play in melee. You can use your find familiar to give you advantage if your DM is generous. Identify because it's always useful. And that'll be an out of combat spell. Magic missile in case he's got to hit something when he can't get to it as a melee fighter. Shield because that's real important if you're going to be a melee wizard. <laughs> you got to bump it. Um, Silvery barbs because that is the most annoying spell anybody has. Oh my god! For the DM and Silver as a forever DM, I'm going to use it on someone else. <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. It is. It is. A, it is a great yet obnoxious spell. I'm going to. I'm going to take it, and he's going to take thunder wave because occasionally, as a blade singer, you're going to bite off more than you can chew, and that will be the back the fuck off me spell for him if necessary. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, did we do your spells already? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we took care um, of All right. So, and you already did your ability score. So I'm going to do, I'll just rattle mine off real quick. Um, yeah. The 10 in strength, 16 with a plus two to 18 for dexterity, 14 for constitution. I am going to throw the plus one into that because later on I'd like to take um, the resilient feat to bump that up to 16 and get the proficiency in um, constitution saving throws. So that's like a future planning um uh put 16 in dexterity as well because he needs to avoid damage and if he's not doing his blade singing that will help him hit with a sword um i don't know is he more charismatic or more wisdom based this guy uh he's got a 14 charismatic. if he's gonna be yeah. A dandy yeah yeah i'm gonna drop a 14 into charisma and 11 into wisdom he's not maybe he doesn't make great life choices yeah the wisdom wisdom is baseline no bonus and he's got a 14 in charisma um what are you looking at for for background for your guy i was just so i think i just settled on outlander because i was flipping through you grew it it's a little wonky right because i have to tweak it a little bit because he was just a regular bull so there's not really a background for that yeah you could you could almost kind of finagle a fey thing but i don't I don't think so. Um, mm. Outlander, you grew up in the wilds, far from civilization and the comforts of town and technology. You've witnessed the migration of herds larger than forest, survived weather more extreme than any city dweller could comprehend, and enjoy the solitude of being the only thinking creature for miles in any direction. The wilds are in your blood. Whether you are a nomad, an explorer, a recluse, a hunter-gatherer, or even a marauder, even in places where you don't know the specific features of the terrain, you know the ways of the wild. So I can bend that a little bit in my head to kind of fit somebody who is still leery of big cities or Mm -hmm. large groups of other humanoids or... Anybody who he doesn't think he knows how to sort of interact with, basically. There was two lines in there. The only thinking creature for miles around 
and witnessing like the, the great herd migrations that could actually be right out of his background right like he yeah. could have been part of the great herd migrations before he was like uplifted yeah and he now could he also watches them migrate and and, and he misses and he is the and he is the only thinking creature around yeah um that actually fits that is probably the best use of the outlander background i've ever heard and that's a that's a player's handbook background so that's that's yeah. a classic and but so you I'm know because not... he doesn't fit in either world like he feels really lost and mm -hmm. and laments that because he doesn't necessarily hate being a humanoid he probably enjoys the new uh world that's been opened up to him but at the mm -hmm. same time you know you can't help but feel lost yeah it, it's sort of like if you grew up in a small town and that's all you knew and then you moved to the big city you simultaneously feel found and lost mm. because you're in this new place that you're carving out your own personality for but also don't have any idea how to be there or exist mm -hmm. there and so that's kind of that's sort of how i feel for that guy that's perfect uh i'm gonna have him be able to speak halfling because what i think happened i think a halfling wizard cursed this guy because i think as a bull he probably ruined a halfling's crop or something like that <laughs> perfect and and you know you found the one pissed off halfling and that's what caused it skills with that background i will take oof um i already took maybe nature well, yeah nature i will do nature for that uh musical instruments always <laughs> you always just randomly pick one right yeah maybe i'll do that here let's okay my eyes roll a die. are closed oh yeah here i'll roll a die what do we want to what, what are, are they 20 10 yeah uh, do it do an eight and if there's more than eight then yeah just take one of the first eight okay i got six so let's see here one two three four five a glar tell us what a glar is i'm gonna look it up ready okay is it two r's or one g-l-a-u-r a glar is a short curved valved horn popular among bards in the forgotten realms so it's a it's a it's a it's not a real instrument. It's something from D and D. But it's a it's horn. similar to a cornucopia and sounds like a trumpet. Huh. Well, I mean, I guess that fits. Kind of. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that actually fits so uncomfortably well. That's actually yeah. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sure. All right. A galar. I owe him um, another language, and I think I'll give him Leonin because maybe down the line he could make friends with a Leonin. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Sometimes I think all these features and stuff there there's too many for what we're doing here. But yeah, um, they don't delve too deep into the feature. I don't know. Sometimes I um. 
with the extra languages, I just think of what's what what would people know in, a, in the particular campaign that you're playing in. Yeah, like our our elves super common. So would you know elvish like that kind of a right. thing? Right. Um, I took the wild spacer background. Like I knew I would. I remember the name of it. That is the um new one. One of the two new ones from the Spelljammer books. You are raised in the voids of wild space, home to asteroid miners, moon farmers, and other hardy folk. Perhaps you grew up in a far-flung settlement on the Rock of Brawl, or you spent your early years on the crew of a spell jamming ship. That is what he did, performing helpful chores, such as swapping the deck, loading and offloading cargo, and scraping barnacles off the hull. Whatever your history, life in wild space has toughened you up so, you, so, so well that you are as brave as a miniature giant space hamster when it comes to facing the terrors and other challenges now airless uh, in the airless night um they get it's basically reskinned from the sailor background you get athletics and survival you get navigators tools and vehicles space instead of sea which you would um and you also get the tough feet which is why i took this in the first place because you know me and hit points um where you get an extra um it's an extra two hit points per level that's crazy let me verify that considering your hit point maximum increases by an amount of equal to twice your level so yes you get two extra hit points per level um it's my jam Uh, you also um (laughs) in addition you learn how to adapt to zero gravity being weightless does not give you disadvantage on any of your melee attack rolls um so He's swashbuckling while in anti-gravity, which is exactly what I want for this guy. That's so cool. Um, He does get one extra language because the newer species don't come with them automatically assigned. You get common plus one. And I'm just taking Elvish because he's an elf and he should know how to speak Elvish. Um, For sure. So that's that's it for him. Um, Oh, equipment. (laughs) Did you pick yours yet? I just I just finished picking mine um i did you know i'm gonna do it real quick yeah wizarding wizards don't start with much my goal would be to have um a rapier by level two he's going to save up whatever gold he can to get that or i will do whatever i can to convince the dm to let me use it um i'm gonna take the the dagger instead of the quarterstaff because his strength sucks um oh is this guy components pouch and arcane you know he's going to be an arcane focus guy because he's going to um he's not going to be pulling stuff out of a pouch to cast spells he's going to be casting it through his sword i'm actually pretty sure blade singers use their sword as their spell casting focus at level two anyway um they have the crystal orb rob rod staff wand or arcane focus generic focus i'm just gonna do the arcane focus because that'll be whatever he builds into his sword hilt like maybe he'll have an arcane focus in like the the guard over his knuckles oh that'd be cool um scholars pack or explorers pack normally for a wizard i would do scholars pack but because he grew up as a sailor i'm going to do an explorers pack cool um and he does come with as a wild spacer a belaying pin which is a club which he'll never use traveler's clothes a grappling hook 50 feet of hemp rope and a pouch containing 10 you know what normally the grappling hook would never come into play right never you get a grappling hook you're net that's you're gonna remember that at level like 15 and be like Uh oh where's why is it 
he's going to regularly use the grappling hook in wild space to like hook onto the ship and like swashbuckle his way through anti-gravity. This guy is extra AF is what he is. That's awesome. Um, I went be... with a wooden shield because it nice. feels very druidy. Mm-hmm. A sickle because I'm thinking when he was turned into a humanoid, it was on the halfling's farm who cursed him. Mm-hmm. And he was so baffled and confused as to what going on was going on. He grabbed whatever was right next to him, which would have been a sickle, maybe, possibly. Mm-hmm. And whether he fought with that person or not, or just ran, he took the sickle with him. Uh, Druidic focus, which I'm not a hundred percent what sure what it might have been, but maybe it is something very farm like, uh, mm-hmm. like a a a bridle for I'm not actually sure if like farm animals use bridles like horses do but maybe whatever was around his head using the cart or something like that something to control him when he was just a Mm -hmm. bull he now uses as his druidic focus but not you know necessarily around his head or his face or anything like that he probably wears it around his forearm or uh, as a belt or a bandolier or something like that he's repurposed something that used to keep him captive and now uses it to uh, express himself. It's like decorative. Um, you know, I actually yeah. like it. this is something from the before times. Right. And it now is part of his, his look, I guess. <laughs> yeah. L-E-W-K, part of his look. And you know, what it's funny is I'm just kind of looking at the stuff it gives you as as pre-checked but options for what yeah. you can have and it says a trophy of an animal you killed i don't think he's gonna have killed an animal but maybe he used the sickle and killed the halfling wizard that cursed him so oh god would it be that what part of the halfling would he keep would he keep a halfling foot with the hair on top oh, or would he oh that got like dark foot, didn't it like sorry <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna instead of a lucky rabbit's foot, he's got a lucky halfling's foot. Yeah. Oh, I don't, that, I don't that... know if I'd go that dark with him though. Maybe maybe if the wizard had a necklace or an mm. amulet or something like that, he just happened to grab it and kind of went oh, on he, his way. What if it's instead of him killing the animal and like maybe the halfling had like some like a bird skull or something that was like an arcane focus mm. and he kept that and that becomes like his memory from yeah being cursed yeah that'd work yeah man that's so it's one th- this is a dark origin for your kind of style because this is this like this guy was happy until this little halfling wizard me- uh messed with him right like this is yeah he was a happy mean. he was a happy little bull he was just doing his bull <laughs> stuff <laughs> he was fine and then this guy you know got mad it was an accident mm-hmm. i'm sure you know he didn't know he was just a bull Oh, I, I named him Franklin because that's Franklin. <laughs> that's what okay, his name so, was before. So Franklin is funnier to me because the dog across the street who is Watson's best friend 
Watson the dog that occasionally interrupts this podcast is Franklin. Franklin lives across the street. He's a little little terrier mix. And that oh just makes it even funnier to me that Franklin is. Look, that is, that I, is so funny. What do you think of, what do they call it? A Valivar Gleam. Does that sound like a very extra wizard uh, blade singer? Boy, does it. <laughs> Valivar Gleam? Yes. Wow. Yes, that absolutely. Absolutely. He, does he have a catchphrase? Does he like <laughs> on guard? He's on guard. And he and he's really leaning into the space pirate kind of thing. Like he wears like the long coat and like the cravat. He may even have a hat that he that like a like a tricorn hat that he like tosses aside oh. dramatically before a fight. Um oh, he's wow. got high, high high like to the knee polished boots and very tight pants. He wears re like disconcertingly tight pants this guy i'm getting some errol flynn vibes oh absolutely if he weren't an elf he would grow a mustache just to do it oh. <laughs> when he dis- when he eventually learns a disguise self type of spell or perhaps when he needs to disguise himself he def if he needs to pass as human he puts on like with spirit gum a, like a waxed mustache with the curls at the end oh and a soul patch oh that's perfect Valivar Gleam. Valivar and he Gleam. talks with a and he, he grew up on a sailing vessel. He definitely does not have a received pronunciation British accent, but he definitely tries to have one. <laughs> on guard, my friend. You have sullied my honor. And I will <laughs> I will have my vengeance upon you. Oh. That's great. Yeah, and he I like probably that. is not anybody's favorite party member. No, 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 no. Of course not. Um, I I have to. This is how ridiculous I am with 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 the with the hit point thing. I have managed to squeak a level one wizard up to ten HP. For the record, Your Honor, the only way I play a wizard is if I can squeak that up to double digits he's starting at 10 10 hp just a little bit just, just almost just a, a fighter <laughs> just over the the threshold yeah just squeaked it over he managed to get two hit points from his constitution bonus and two hit points from tough so, all right well valivar gleam glean glean gleam gleam like gleam. like starlight like he gleams like starlight definitely and, not the name he was born with and franklin they're not in the Sam campaign together. If they were, though, I think I don't know what Franklin's opinion of Valivar would be, but Valivar would definitely want Franklin to be his friend. <laughs> like he would just, ah, yes, my favorite bullfriend, man. Join me as we leap into battle. And I don't know what Franklin's reaction would be, but Valivar would think Franklin was his friend. Yeah. Low wisdom. Wow. Yeah, low wisdom. That's... <laughs> I want to play this guy. I want to play this guy. Let's find a campaign for him. I like Franklin right. too. I'm happy Franklin, with that. I, I, you know, the sickle is an underrated weapon for druids. It's it's a classic druid weapon. Like yeah, like all the way back, like in the history of this game, druids are always carrying sickles for no reason. Now, I think they're supposed to like collect like mistletoe with a silver sickle in the middle of the night or something like that. So yeah, I mean that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me do it. 
All right. Well, this has been Characters in Class. We're back in our second season. This is episode one. Thanks, everybody, for listening to us. Uh, remember that we are on all your favorite podcast apps we release on Mondays. Please follow us on social media, see in class podcast across all the ones. You can check us out, charactersinclass.com. Uh, you can find me at colincarlton.com or at colincarltonvo. And you can find you at all of your places. Yeah, at matthewfillion.com, Matt Fillion on Twitter, and other places uh, where I am constantly talking about D&D to the detriment of my career. To the detriment of your career. <laughs> I write about a lot of stuff. And sometimes someone will see, oh, he wrote an article about, say, healthcare. Yep. And then they go find me on Twitter. Or I write an article about cybersecurity. And they find me on Twitter. And it's like, why is this guy talking about dice? A lot. It makes no sense. A lot. And so, yeah, so the, to the detriment of my career, I talk about D&D all the time. So come find me. Cool. Well, this has been a fun episode and you guys can check us out next week. Uh, same D&D channel, same D&D time. And thanks for listening, everybody. Be sure if you like the show to leave us a review because that's super helpful and we would appreciate it a lot. And that's all I like that you about that. Definitely calmed down on the review pitch. I feel like you have relaxed during our break. The fall hiatus has done me wonders. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Have a good night. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>